0: listening to the nightwork pod. I'm Juliusism Macquarie and I'm an anthropologist.
1: Nightwork pod focuses on night workers and the lives they lead, awake and alert at night whilst the majority sleep.
0: This episode is based on the talk that I gave at the 2020 European Association for Social Anthropologists. I was delighted to be a participant in the first virtual 2020 YASA panel on ethnography beyond the looking glass. I presented the work that I have been doing as part of the Night Workshop project designed to research night work communities in urban spaces. In this talk I focus on the use of the body in research and the use of cyber ethnographic methods to capture the sensorial experiences of a researcher immersed in night ethnography. The audiovisual methods that I have used to bring this information to the mixed audiences include short ethnographic films and this podcast series, The Night Work Pod. The three short films, Invisible Lives, Nocturnal Lives and Night Shift Spitterfields, are available to watch on Vimeo and YouTube or go to www.nightworkshop.com dot myportfolio dot com. We have
1: uh, Julia
0: cesar Macquarie.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank Go you. Ahead. Hello, everyone, and and thank you, Roger, and um, and uh, Denise for for bringing uh, together this excellent lineup. I'm delighted to be part of this first virtual YASA uh, panel on ethnography beyond the looking glass and present the researchers uh, night workshop methodology designed to research the night. Of course, I'd prefer to be face-to-face with you rather than talking to a camera like everybody else, I guess. Um, today's presentation um, reflects on the methodology, mixed methodology that extends beyond uh, night walking and capturing images and sounds at night. It examines the contribution of ongoing reflections on new methods to collect, produce and convey knowledge about corporeality and the rhythms, noises and... And, and thoughts of the night um, and lives of the night workers in big cities. If you could start the uh, uh, show, please, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know when to stop again. I'd really appreciate it. So big cities, it's, uh, it's about the people uh, usually invisible to the dominant journal eye and the mind. So the research methodology workshop, it offers a conversation. It's a ground for conversation between text and image social scientists, ethnographic filmmakers, and the audiences. It's a bodily method um, uh, of inquiry and a mode of interpretation that takes critical distance from the world and the people that I have been studying at night. So the audiovisual outputs are designed to engage the public with their hidden lives through films and podcasts, as you see in the show reels, engaging uh, field uh, researchers from, from those cities where um, we started with the night laboratory. Um, so, from now on, um, I'm going to break the presentation in two parts. The first part, I focus on the embodied aspects of the research immersed in the field. And the second part, I give the uh, near and on-the-ground sort of visual storytelling of Night shift workers. As you see in the image there, there's a, there's a park attendant um, that we interviewed in Istanbul. So, in generally in my research, the bodily performance of, of precarity in the insider position added an experiential, experiential dimension, which I continue to develop. And uh, so I use the body as a methodological tool to investigate. So we go out, as you see there, that's an image from YASA 2016, where we had two night uh, laboratories there. Um, As seen in the showreel, the the researchers' night workshop is is thus built on many nocturnal workshops. that We conducted in cities like Budapest, Istanbul, Istanbul, London, Milan, Moscow, and so on. Can you stop it here, please, Roger? Could you stop it here, please? Yeah? Great. Thank you. Thank you. So... um, as uh, anthropologists Daisings would have it, uh, we, we offer this experience near an underground ethnography or night laboratory. So. Um and during this research, I'm the tool, I'm the method of my investigation to understand the worlds of other people up at night. And uh, it explains why I appear both as the receiving container of the sensorial formation and, and and then I share, as I do now, via words and images to bridge the gap between the visual and the touch senses. So, uh, for example, when I did uh, one year fieldwork, ethnography uh, in London's uh, New Spitalfields Fruit and Vegetable Market, I was uh, rewarded uh, to be a participant of observer rewarded is one way to put it but perhaps very challenging year of doing nightnography among precarious workers with whom I shared the same precarious conditions over the the whole year so uh, this kind of research is is a, is a personal it's a subjective affair whereas a research I'm immersed in situ and body and mind and uh, and and um, it's it's basically about an experience which I can I can talk at length elsewhere. But if if you just start this vignette, it will show you my first night shift uh, experience. In, uh, midday,
0: um, I'm recording this after um, being uh, away for twelve hours for a night shift. It is the first uh, official night shift at the Neusplitfield uh, Market. I have uh, spent there uh, nine hours and a half uh, on the shift from one a.m. to. Um, uh 10.30 a.m. Um, physically I feel uh, uh, pretty exhausted, um, very slow, uh, functioning uh, bare minimum. I'm about to have my breakfast at 5 to 12, 12 midday. All I want is the bed. I'm just um, thinking of, of sleeping, um, not being able to conceive that I need to write a note. So this
1: kind of audio diaries, as, as you saw in this vignette, if you could pause it there, Roger, that would be great. As you, as you, as you see in this vignette, uh, some participants find it hard to articulate, so it helps to to keep these uh, audio diaries on, on my own experience as a researcher at night. and and try to reveal the depth and the nuances that are quantified by using the pedometer. So the slide before it's showing a a pedometer that I recorded the distances uh, and the space, and I included that in the analysis and and trying to make sense of the sort of hardships that, that the workers were going through. And and that slide shows you that in one night I did 16 kilometers of walking, which later I found out the other workers were subject to, and I understood the sheer uh, experience of that. And when I uh, when when it comes to analysis, the researchers' night workshop uses uh, a vacant, uh, vacant sense of, of uh, success factors. So, as social animals, we we have we assemble the wilders and we try to. Construct a logical system to understand the environments. It's a set of behaviors that respond to the expectations of others. And as sentient beings, uh, we feel and and suffer in the process. We hone our skills so that we perform better the next time we engage in similar actions. So all the knowledge and skills that we accumulate is sediment in our bodies. And equally important, the knowledge must be situated in this context, which. Uh, Right now, I give you the as, as a fruit and veg market uh, open six nights a week. So it's a field in which we've learned it, and if we want to use and reuse this, that there must be um, uh, the same context where they were learned, and in, in order to perform um, highly and without thinking or as second nature, a more familiar term uh, describing the six S factor is is habitus. But uh, we'll not go into that. What I would like to point out to the uh, Wright Mills explains that intelli- intellectual craftsmanship is about exchanging conversations on the actual ways of working that emerge, emerging researchers, uh, such as myself, best hone the craft with. So in this vein, these sensorial experiences in terms of senses, skills and, and, and suffering, plus the visual and the cyber ethnographic material that um, I crafted in, in this um, workshop, um, Bridge mind and, and body to restore lacunas in social sciences broadly and increase visibility of anthropologists role in migration studies and 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 uh, media studies so So being that in the first part I focused on the bodily method in the second part. I would like to um, uh, Reflect on 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 how we can use these digital methods uh, producing films podcasts audio diaries and um, Together with the social research agenda proposed by anthropologist Deborah Lofton, uh, the following key questions on how to continue anthropological fieldwork in a post-COVID world could serve as prompts for the later discussions, though it's pretty uh, busy to, in today's panel, so we might leave this discussion for later. But as prompts, uh, one of the questions is What in what ways digital methods Smartphone applications, respondents' audiovisual diaries and and the visual components could provide the methodological framework of research in the new post-COVID context where face-to-face research is becoming problematic. Another one would be what research methods can we use to understand more than just representational dimensions of people's lived experiences? And the last would be which of the relevant attributes can be captured by combining embodied research with cyber tools to reach out to the social groups they experience marginalizations or to focus on their well-being so the visual ethnographic component in my research is a multi-layered tool that presents the researchers with certain advantages in creating space for and to focus on methods that allow the co-participants to speak through images to mixed audiences and to increase their pres- presence in the brim of the on the the brim of of uh, mainstream uh, consciousness as as it comes to the case of, of night shift workers often invisible from political agendas and public debates. So one advantage uh, on the other hand of using camera is that it turns the lens on the researcher. Uh, it does take a, a critical stance here from those who whom I study and those I, I see uh, or read about, and uh, I, I I want to understand first, what is it that um, I'm looking at, right? And and second, what I see as real is, is it near to the reality of the people I study in that particular landscape, for example, night market or, or um, migration studies. So um, I, I found this underlying imagery useful, on the one hand, to check how I, as a researcher, portray the real characters that I spent working nights with, so that it is congruent with the reality of the conditions in which I found them. And on the other, uh, how my how migrant night workers whom I met uh, in the nocturnal landscape of the night market differed or not from the ones who we see in the tabloid media or politicized messages from actors who portrayed migrants as villains, health tourists, thieves and migration crises as reasons for making freedom of movement, for example. Um, less free to attract electoral votes, for example, from those holding anti-immigrant views. Another advantage would be of visual tools uh, in social science research is that uh, it guides the viewer towards a certain standpoint of analysis in a gentle, non-prescriptive manner, and at the same time allowing for multiple interpretation by the uh, wider critical public to create a greater impact. These this kind of uh, tools would uh, be useful in teaching, communication of findings in mixed format, narration of text with the audiovisual material like in this presentation. So this way it appeals to mixed audiences engaged with a range of issues facing post-industrial uh, countries today. And uh, while thinking of how to approach the social research agenda for post-COVID uh, world, scholars could explore, explore using such uh, mixed methods in uncharted contexts through larger studies in the area of migration, refugee crisis, poverty, lack of education, rise to decent work for female, male migrants around the world and inequalities between locals and migrants. Uh, And for myself as a researcher, the Quest is work in progress. So uh, so far, I documented on real, on screen, uh, the lives, you know, those real lives I encounter in field work to illustrate the visual methods uh, that allow, um, uh, the visual methods that bring to surface those, those invisible uh, lives, uh, the real life. So, in, in this sense, a film trilogy um, that I put together, uh, an invisible, nocturnal and, and sleepless lives, uh, though it doesn't hold itself as an exhaust, exhaustive account of, of how migration is depicted in the cinema, it, uh, it shows that the three uh, short films together uh, illustrate uh, how we could use the visual methods to complement enacted an ethnography and, and provide insights into the demands of, of a contemporary society living 24-7. Uh, and by the way, participants in this panel, if, they, if you'd want to watch uh, my latest film, Night Shift Spitterfields, can drop me a message to share the LinkedIn password, uh, If, you, if you, I'm happy to do that. The, the film has been selected for the Workers' United Film Festival, so that's why it's not widely available yet. Um, but interestingly, some of the real lives uh, fail to become real stories. So for example, the example during the pandemic, uh, night laborers proved to be as essential as ever. But unlike the daytime frontline workers who have been suddenly trusted in the spotlight, night workers still remain invisible. So. Without my camera, I could have not framed and portrayed the co- co-workers and even engaged them, as I did when I have shown them the photos. For example, they were willing to, to appear in those photos that you, you saw in the montage, but they refused an interview. So that's a clear advantage of a researcher using photo-video uh, in, in their research. Um, in her forthcoming publication, Nikelska Sekula investigates the way migrants and their descendants uh, exercise transnational belongings in new and ancestral homelands. So she also found that behind the value of photography, there are two key aspects to learn from, the process that triggers social relations and the sensory experience of field work with equally powerful messages to words. So as, as final remarks, uh an important aspect is, is the fact that I cannot say with certainty that these methods will damage the image of the participants, but I can make sure that I give the participants the right to disappear with every possible opportunity. And as final remarks, I would say that using uh, using a digital approach does not reduce the relevance of, of Traditional, as, as, uh, as we, we heard earlier, traditional ethnography in, in terms of uh, relevance to research. Digital methods do not replace face to face interactions. They complement and even compensate for the lack of opportunities to carry out face to face fieldwork. And using audiovisual methods in night studies, for example, bring new possibilities for engagement with the public. The combined methodological approach symbolizes the close relationship between the visual and the touch senses. And what I wanted to do today is to convey the significance of the body in experiencing and understanding the world that we research. So especially when researching the night, when the researcher is alert and, and awake all night, needs the body uh, um, as its as, as primary tool in, in investigating. Uh, I used cyber ethnography to objectify the sensorial experiences, like the, shla- the, sh- the slide I showed with the pedometer, which I put on in a visual form to present the research find- findings and to create digital storytelling about migrants working the night shift, and and the trilogy, the invisible lives, nocturnal lives, and night shift speeder fields, and the night work pod. Cast uh, series. They they bring together them to engage with various issues about night work and mixed audiences. This is really important in trying to reach uh, mixed audiences. Um, and the experience that I built through working with the uh, two filmmakers and the main protagonist, uh, co participant in my latest film, have taught me invaluable and practical and theoretical insights. And one is to stand back. And let participants give the field perspective by encouraging them to record audiovisually the scenes as they see fit, and rely on tools of visual so- uh, sociology to construct social messages. and And um, keep in mind, the images are everywhere, as Pink uh, would have it, and and that the power of the image offers the space for interpretation with multiple meanings and fascinating endings. Endings, unlike with uh, other methods. And, and the core message here is that we experience the world that surrounds us with our bodies and through the senses, and, and while at the same time we use our eyes to receive and transmit these messages. And these messages, you know, the message is a window into a reality documented through research, before the camera captures that lives outside of the film, and, and that represented to an audience and, and lives long after the researcher has left the site or the film set. So I'd like to close with the words of a sociologist in migration and ethnic studies, Marco Martiniello, who argues that mainstream research approaches to migrations are too often policy driven. And that is, it is really encouraging to see researchers using visual methods in migration studies in a complex way on a, on a very intricate set of social issues, the one performing the total social phenomena that we call migration. And I would like to say thank you for your attention. You've been listening to Night Work Pod, a podcast about work in the night shift. Night Work Pod is produced by me, Julius Caesar Macquarie. I created Night Work Pod between London and Budapest. If you like what you heard, there are a few ways that you can help me out. First, tell all of your friends in real and digital form, journal or nocturnal, about this show. Review the show on Apple Podcasts.